Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning into yet another episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, uh, name not given to myself. Joined by my co-host uh, Mozzie. How are you doing, man? Doing all right, man. Doing all right, Muscle. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, before we get into football, that uh, that text sent me earlier of the picture from Bethesda. That's got me psyched for whatever whatever game that ends up being. <laughs> oh, the standing by. Yeah, the police stand by thing. Uh, the consensus i guess is that it's going to be a remastered fallout 3 or something yeah, like that probably. but nobody actually knows anything mm-hmm. it lends itself towards fallout yeah i mean i just want another elder scrolls game that's not a freaking mmo but you know no one asked for that but <laughs> or just the same game on a different platform yeah really <laughs> skyrim but... on the switch <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think like i'm gonna get it for the computer hopefully regardless because that's that's ideal loads way faster oh yeah the first i the first time i played skyrim was on the ps3 and then like when i played it again on the computer uh like my world was changed forever <laughs> all the mods yeah that and just like it didn't take two minutes to load like in and out of like a shop that was the biggest thing yeah the loading screens are kind of killer for those games and i just feel like there's so much buggier on consoles yeah and yeah of course the mods <laughs> And of course the mods. Yeah. Oh, dude. Um, there was this MMO. Have you heard of Bless Online before? I have not. So it's an it's an MMO that they've apparently I didn't know this. They released it in Korea and Japan before, and like the launches were rough on both, and the game ended up failing in both places. So they reworked some stuff, and like launched it again here. And so like my like my uncle and I we like both got like the like early access launch, and dude, it was the fucking worst thing in the world. Like. <laughs> oh yeah like mmo launches are always rough but like this one was like real bad they planned it horribly they only had like one server for like us i'm like that's dumb and yeah. like they kept they kept opening more and, like the servers kept crashing and like the the biggest thing was like that they, they clearly like didn't put much effort into it because the the translations were really bad so like because it was like originally like, i think it was like a jrpg or like a korean one or something i don't remember where it originated but um oh, I gotcha. so like they clearly didn't put any work into translating it so like the like one of the very first quests it, it was like I had to attach my protection stance or like sorry my interrupt thing and like the quest said like attached hinder hinder poison but it was trying to say um interrupt position so I'm like oh my god yeah so I I got I got a refund on Steam thankfully and uh yeah I probably won't be touching that again unless like fix it asap but Oh man, it, I wish I could have gotten a refund for No Man's Sky. <laughs> oh gosh, I, heard, I didn't. I didn't do that one. I heard that was awful. But we're gonna look around for something different. I may try Guild Wars Two again. Or like I heard, uh, I played like an hour of this game called Dauntless. It's kind of like Mon- Monster Hunter esque. Okay. So that that seemed cool. It's a, it's an online one, so I'll find something else to do. <laughs> I would I would love to get a new Elder Scrolls. Yeah, that's that's what I really want. But it's gonna be a while, probably. It'll be 2019 at least. I'm sure. But um, anyway, so uh, going from get- video game news to uh, football news, um, just two little game. things. Yep, yep. Uh, one, literally like the day after we did the mock draft, like right before I posted it up, um, Hunter Henry tore his ACL, so we, we jinxed him, right? That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> we were deciding between him and uh, Rudolph. Yeah. We like, oh, we'll take Henry. He's going to be in a great offense. Mm-hmm. There's the ACL, like yeah. the next day. <laughs> yeah, so when, when we were evaluating, we'll just pretend we drafted Rudolph instead of Henry. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I guess, like, immediate fantasy impact. Um, 
Well, obviously they're gonna probably sign someone. Like I assume Antonio Gates. Like I can't imagine anybody else. Like, yeah. What other tenants are available? I know maybe maybe Julius Thomas. Um. <laughs> Kobe Flaner. <laughs> oh God. Is but, he yeah. just unsigned? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's even healthy. I know he's concussed a bunch, so I don't know if oh. Kobe Flaner's even able to play yet. But um. Yeah. So I mean. Do, do any of those guys that could possibly be a replacement have any fantasy appeal to you? Um, <laughs> I really don't feel like they would. Nah. Antonio Gates, if he comes back, could get the occasional touchdown. Yeah, he could maybe be like a bi-week filler or something. But Right, like you got a really good feeling this week he'll get one. But that's, mm-hmm. it's – do I think he will be consistently good? No. Yeah, and the realistic approach is it just the production goes to other positions. It yeah, probably he'll use, be a blocker. Is yeah. my anticipation. Mm-hmm. And that's what Virgil Green is too. That's what he there's, he's there for. So I mean, like, I probably just a little more reception to the running backs and receivers kind of spread around. But it sucks right. for Hunter Henry. Right, like the Packers just signed Mercedes Lewis. He's not going to be catching the ball a lot. No. He's going to be blocking. He's a great blocker. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll get a three touchdown game again. Who knows. Yeah, maybe. But I don't think they'll be in London. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so moving from that, the other one that broke, t- I think, today was uh, Brandon Marshall to the Seahawks. That's a, that's a fun one. Yeah, I feel like that's a fairly good place for him to be at. Yeah, I was, I'm trying to, like, gauge what I think he'll end up as. Because, like, obviously, like, you don't want to overreact. But, I mean, I feel like I feel like a top 36 wide receiver season like being like at least wide receiver three is definitely like a pretty easy option for him just because like i think he instantly becomes the number two there right yeah who else is gonna catch it like i mean he's got doug baldwin and rashad penny yeah like tyler lockett's there <laughs> but like i don't i don't i don't buy that tyler lockett's gonna get more looks than brandon marshall that's not something i think would be plausible <laughs> like, i don't know because like i mean I know they come out and said they want to run the ball more, and like all their drafts and their current configuration like leans towards like, oh, we want to run the ball more. But their defense has just been f- like freaking like gutted. Yeah. So they may not be able to run them much. So I don't know. I think Brandon Marshall will be like a wider. It can, can be a wide receiver three like pretty plausibly this year. No, I agree. I I actually like at first when I heard it, I was like, ah, I don't know. I do think he's kind of reaching the end of his career, but he yeah. could have a decent season. Yeah. I think he could. Yeah, it all just depends on like how he's recovered from his last year's injury. He is recovered, isn't he? Yeah. What, what did he? I don't even remember what it was. I'm gonna look it up. What he actually hurt? But um, it was a lower leg injury, like gotcha. a ankle or something. Yeah, because I know, um, like 2015, he was a Pro Bowler. Like when, like. I think Josh McCann was slinging it to him. And then 2016, the just just sucked. And then last yeah. year, he got hurt. So, I mean, like, very recently, he's he was a he was still the same rate of Marshall. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if he's back to being healthy, who knows? That'd mm-hmm. be awesome. Yeah. But um, that means they won't make the playoffs, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't see the Seahawks making the playoffs this year. That is that is a thing. But, um, not with that division and no. how badly they got gutted. Yeah, like the the roster is worse than last year. Like I don't think yeah you can. I don't, I don't see any way the roster is not worse than it what it was last year, and they didn't make the playoffs. So as long as they have Russell Wilson, they'll always <laughs> have a chance to 
win any game. Mm. I mean, truly, it's like, but it's like the Packers with Rodgers. Like, yeah, without him, yeah, it's, it was a huge difference. It was wild. But um, yeah. So this episode is going to be from here on out, pretty much all about running backs. Um, we're gonna start with some kind of would you rather's, um, some guys that are being drafted in similar spots right now. Um, we're gonna discuss who we'd rather have on our team, and then we're gonna um take some real real deep dives into some guys um a couple second year guys mostly um because i mean everyone's always like oh these new rookie running backs and last year it was all oh, these new rookie running backs so right it's like you know you gotta the rookie to sophomore year especially for like running backs too is like sometimes there's huge changes and we got to figure out like how we're gonna you know tackle that so um we'll start out with the uh would you rather um i guess it's would you rather who'd you rather fuck you'll <laughs> um, fuck mary Le'Veon bell girly johnson go <laughs> that's not football related hmm who would i on i don't think i'd date i don't think i want to date love bell or like mary love bell based on i don't know how he's handling his contract stuff but <laughs> he's obviously petty over money and no, i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't he just play for the franchise tag, man? He's making millions to play game. Oh, whatever. <laughs> right. I hate that argument. Anyway. Um, I do too. It's, the, yeah, it's a business. Um, anyway, so yeah. Um, our first would you rather is um, second year guys. Um, Kareem Hunt or Alvin Kamara. Um, these guys um, are being, like, I, I we're looking off a half PPR, but I mean, they're being drafted pretty much back to back, whatever format you're looking at. So um, yeah, what are, where are you leaning on this one? Personally, Hunt. Um, is it is it close? Not close. Um, it's, it's close. Um, I just don't think Kamara is the number one guy. He's gonna usually he's gonna be the compliment. But Mozzie, but 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 Mark Ingram's gone the first four weeks. <laughs> yeah, the first four <laughs> weeks. You don't think they'll adapt and just throw a little more without their star running back yeah. out? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's me. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, like everyone's like all Hunt. hyped on him because Mark Ingram's out, but I don't think it changes his value much. Yeah, and it's only four games. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like Kareem Hunt, he's gonna have to put a lot of that offense on his shoulders mm-hmm. with Pat Mahomes at quarterback now. Yeah, because Kareem is one of the guys I've like. He's one of the guys I'll be diving really deep into lately. And he, I've started him out, and like I've got him finishing either RB six or seven, and like. I I feel like his range of outcomes is is slimmer than well, I don't know I don't know if it's fair to say that he has a slimmer range of outcomes than Kamara does. I do. I, I I mean, I mean Kamara could explode. Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen, and he could just be the number one running back in fantasy this year. Yeah, but I feel like it's more likely that he'll actually have a bit of a regression. Yeah, because here's the thing, like. I don't know how I feel about the uh, the idea that he's gonna regress. Cause I mean, okay, like last, like for a career, is he gonna sustain those numbers? Like ninety nine percent, no, he won't. But I mean, like the 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 team didn't change really. Like everyone's trying to say, like, oh, he's gonna be less efficient. But like, aside from you know, like tr- traditional, like just like everyone else's number is like, there's nothing to say, like that he's gonna regress i mean you get what i'm saying it's i mean it might be yeah there's not really a reason why you'd expect it other than just like sophomore year slump regression yeah like there's more maybe more tape on him i don't know or like maybe like if they do use them more it might hurt him but like 
like yeah like do i think he's gonna like sustain this for a career do i think he's like the next greatest thing or like fucking second coming like no like i mean i don't know like he like he jamal charles even like capped out like as far as what he can average but i mean i don't i don't think the regression is going to be as hard as everyone thinks it's going to be just because like there's not a legitimate reason besides oh he was way too efficient like <laughs> that's literally it so yeah i mean he certainly had plays last year mm-hmm. that I think if he ran the same play twice, it would have a different outcome because he just mm-hmm. put some magic together. I don't know like why he would lose his ability to make plays like that. Um, but I just don't think like he'll be better than cream hunt by the end of it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's close for me too. I would lean cream hunt a little bit just because of, I mean, like I, I'll go into it a bit later, but like, I'm very, I'm pretty confident in where he'll finish, like based on what he did last year. I don't think it's going to change a whole lot. So, and so I'm trying to think. So, like, okay, so Jamal Charles over his career, he averaged, what is it, 8.37 yards uh, per reception. That's like Jamal Charles's um, career average. And last year, Kamara was at what, uh, like 10, like 10 yards okay. per reception. So, I mean, I Jamal Charles is one of the best running backs we've seen in a while like Jamal Charles will probably like odd, odds are he could probably end up in the Hall of Fame so like do I think Alvin Kamara is as good as Jamal Charles in his prime no but like yeah I, I, I'm, I'm fucking talking in a circle right now <laughs> I'm like Kamara probably will regress some but like the only reason we're saying that is because of what we've seen in the past just yes. in general but the team around him isn't any worse so I'd argue they're better. Yeah, so. Uh, maybe not a whole lot, but just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the, tu- the main thing I think you can argue is the touchdowns will go down. I think that's the biggest thing you can put in. Because, um, what, he had um, 200, pretty much 200 touches, and he had 13 touchdowns. That's pretty, it's a pretty high touchdown rate. Oh, yeah. I think that, like, I mean, obviously Mark Ewing's after four games, so maybe it'll start high and slow down, but. That's I think it's the biggest spot you can look towards regression is you know the touchdown rate, but but maybe he'll get more carries. Yeah, you know? so yeah, because mm, like because it's tough because like everyone is saying like oh like everyone's putting Kamara you know in like their big five running backs you know it's everyone's got Gurley Bell DJ Zeke and then Kamara is the number five right after for pretty much everything I've seen and like. The problem, like, I can't really, like, contest that much as the issue. Like, I don't know how to say, like, oh, that's wrong because I don't know who else I'd put, you know, for sure ahead of him. Uh, you're right. I mean, I think you could argue that Barkley might be right around mm-hmm. him, too. Just off of projection. We have no idea how he's yeah, going to be. But exactly. But we saw it, what Zeke did. And if he's going to pull a Zeke mm-hmm. on that team, crazy. Yeah, because, yeah, there's the clear top four and then. You know, Kamara and Haunt are the two, the two, two of the next guys up. So mm-hmm. it's really just kind of preference, I guess. I would, I like, because Hunt got more volume last year, and I think Hunt will see about the same amount of volume this year. Maybe a little bit different, but I, I think he'll. There was like a dip there in the year where he yeah, was not getting the ball much. I think he'll actually have more carries this year. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Kerry's about the same. I think the receptors may go down a little bit. I don't cause... think he'll have a regression. That's I think that's maybe the reason I'm picking Hunt. I don't think Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt is less likely to have a regression than Kamara is. So, the honestly, the biggest like this may change for me based on what I can gauge off the of Spencer Ware. If I think Spencer Ware is healthy right away, I may lean Kareem. Or sorry, uh, Alvin Kamara. If I think Spencer Ware is like still a no go, I probably Hunt just because like. Ware was, like, really good for them in 2016, and, like, he was their guy before he got hurt, and, like... Yeah, but he totally just lost his job to Hunt. He'll be, like, the change of pace. You don't yeah. think... You think he'll start? I don't think he'll start. Okay. I mean, he won't start, but he'll still, like, get touches. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this is a quick sneak peek into what I was doing, but, like... So, last year, Kareem Hunt got 86% of the running back touches, and that... Um, over the like since 2010, since Andy, like um, so since 2010, Andy Reid, um, that's like the highest percent of the touches he's given a top back. The next highest was like 80, percent and that was Lashawn McCoy. So, and it's it's usually around you know like 65, 70 ish, um, depending on how you break down the stats. But um, so like I think Kareem's carries will go down some. His receptions will probably stay the same, maybe go up even. But um. I I can see Spencer Ware being used in a lot of different roles mm-hmm. this year, and I could see them actually mimicking something New Orleans does because they did lose Albert Wilson. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically like Tyreek, and I feel like they are going to use spare or spare <laughs> spare Spencer Ware as a uh, spare. Let's call him Spare now. Yeah, just spare from now on. <laughs> Obviously, he could he's as a wide too, receiver. But... Like, I feel like that would be very possible in that offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you would have Hunt in the backfield and Ware playing wide receiver half the time. Yeah. Really uh, honestly, I think these guys will both finish pretty similar to how they finished last year, and they'll probably be like odds. Like, there's a good chance these guys end up right next to each other in the rankings too. Like, these guys could end up being you know RBs five and six at the end of the year, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Like, and so this this is a close one. I would. It's tough. I think I would lean. Hunt at the moment slightly because I don't think Spencer Ware is going to be healthy at the start of the season based on who they've signed. But cause I think they signed like two Williams guys or something running back. But they're they're adding um, more running back depth right now, and it's making me think Ware is not going to be healthy. But I gotcha. Yeah, like it's it's close. It's it's his preference. But I mean, I guess for Hunt too, you have to keep in mind it. Patrick Mahomes is the guy now, too. That could completely change everything. Right. Who even knows? Yeah, so... What if he sucks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he will, but I have no, no idea how much I he will. No, I actually really don't think he will, yeah. either. I'm pretty hyped for him. Yeah, it's really just a matter of like how much he throws to the running back, you know, all that. But He's got a cannon of an arm. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's... It'll be good. I think, I mean, both of these guys are going to have a lot of scoring opportunities. I think both offenses will be fine, so I'm not... That's the thing. Like these guys are both going to be like on good teams, so yeah, it's it's pretty even for me. Um, anyway, we spent enough time on these guys. I've kind of talked in circles a lot. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got uh, Gordon versus Freeman here. Um, sorry, Gordon versus like Melvin Gordon versus Devontae Freeman. I should probably clarify. Um, these guys are being drafted pretty similarly. They're kind of in that like third tier of guys. Um, 
Melvin Gordon's being drafted a little higher than Devonta Freeman, it looks like, based on just kind of a couple of things I'm looking at. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's like a couple spots higher than Devonta Freeman, but um, they're, they're both they're both valued pretty similarly. Um, I think they finished last year around the same spot too. Um, I should know. Sorry, Melvin Gordon was RB five last year. Devonta Freeman was thirteen, but he was hurt a bit. Um, right. So where where do you lean on these guys? Which one would you would you rather have? This is a really tough one. Yeah. <laughs> I there's a very genuine part of me that wants to go Freeman because I'm pretty high on the Falcons this year Mm -hmm. uh, to bounce back. We know how important he is for that to happen. (laughs) Um, And Melvin Gordon, I don't know. He's got a lot of competition in the backfield. Just if he gets hurt, which he's injury prone, I would say not like big injury prone, but he's had a few already. He's only in his third year. I don't think you can go wrong with either of them, but I don't know. It's it's still tough. That's tough for me. I'm still thinking it over. Yeah, and so this is once again. I think I think both teams are gonna be good. Like, okay. Well, okay. Um, the Falcons. I can say that more confident about the Falcons. I mean, I'm obviously a Falcons fan, but like they were good last year. They didn't have the Super Bowl hangover really. I mean, a little bit on offense, but um. New coordinator. Yeah, and the Chargers underperformed last year. But the thing is, the Chargers literally always underachieve. That's the problem. That's why I'm like, yes. I want to be like, my <laughs> my gut is like, oh, they'll be good. Like on paper, everything is set up to be good. Every they year. they lost Hunter Henry, which hurts a little bit, but not like it doesn't really hurt Gordon per se. But like, it's tough. It is tough for me on this one. I would. I'm going to lean Freeman just because Interesting. I'm more confident in the Falcons using Freeman. Like, I shouldn't should say that. Because, like, they both get goal line work. I'm just more confident in the Falcons than I am the Chargers. Okay. And that's really it. Because, like, for me, when I've got two guys about the same, my tiebreaker is which team do I think will be better. And right. I think there's a better chance that you know the Falcons are a solid team than I do um, the Chargers. Which is weird because I was pretty high on the Chargers. It's just every year I feel like I'm high on the Chargers and they like disappoint spectacularly. Like they, they do. Like that's they, <laughs> they do. It's like their mascot is disappointment. Yeah. So um, I'm going Injuries. back to it. So. <laughs> Yeah, so Melvin Gordon, the last two years, he's been, you know, top 10, top 10 running back. Um, last year was actually his first year over 1,000 rushing yards. Um, I know mm-hmm. he did that in the one episode. Um, obviously, he's usually like a 1,400, 1,500. Actually, last two years, it's been like 1,400, 1,500, yeah, uh, all-purpose yards. So, like, right. the, the touches are there for him. Like, he's a, he's a high-volume guy, and that that's, that's the, is the big thing. Like, he gets a lot of volume. Um, obviously, you know. Freeman does too. Sometimes Coleman cuts into it, but um, I'm looking. I'm trying to look at the stats right now to make a decision because so last year Freeman missed some time. I mean, he he was still ended up like you know fringe low end RB one, and like he's I think he has been like the RB one before, hasn't he? Maybe. 
not sure, 20, maybe 2015. But like, he's been like one of the, I don't know. This is tough. I'm just gonna, I, I lean Freeman based on the fact that I think the Falcons, like they've been good the last several, however many years and having a running back on a good team is, is nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's basically my thought processes. They're <laughs> very close. Who do I like better? Is, I think the, I like the Falcons more, at least this year. Uh-huh. Who it's, but like, what if he does get more targets? Melvin Gordon, that is, um, with Hunter Henry out. Um, cause he does catch the ball a lot. He does get a lot of receptions. That was a big part of his game that, adapted from his first to second year yeah, let me see how many receptions did he get last year he got um he got 83 targets last year 58 receptions that's pretty good like 58 receptions yeah and then in comparison uh last year freeman only had 36 but he missed some time um however did. yeah 2015 and 16 freeman had 73 and 54 receptions 73. Yeah, in 2015, Freeman had 73, and then 54 in 2016. Okay. Um, Gordon had, uh, in 2016, he had 41. This past year, he had 58. And 2015 was a rookie year. But, um, I mean, both guys are about the same age. Um, Freeman's, like, a year older. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Um, yeah, Freeman was, by a fair amount, the RB1 in 2015. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that his best year? Yeah, yeah. And then um, RB... Yeah, they were both RB6 and 7, respectively, in uh, 2016 and 20. So, I mean... It's it's hard to go wrong with either. I just... If... Okay, here, here's part of it. If Freeman misses a game or two and he comes back, he's not going to lose a spot. I think if Gordon misses, like, two games in a row and, like, there's a chance Justin Jackson comes in and just, like, falls out... And he, Gordon could lose his job to injury, and I don't think Freeman would. That's part of it, too. Hmm. I don't know if you would agree or not, but... Well, they did just sign Gordon to a... Did didn't they? they sign his fifth-year extension or whatever? Oh, did they? Let me look. I'll find out. But, um... I... Because I know um, Freeman's already... Like, they gave him a second contract, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they've given Melvin Ward a second contract yet. He gave it. They he got it last year. Freeman did, or yeah, last yeah, so, off season. Yeah, so um, actually, after this year, they could cut Melvin Gordon with no uh, dead cap hit. So, so he, he could easily be gone for this year. So that's his, or he could know that and play his ass off. Yeah, Shit. too. Con, like more contract year too. Like both are yeah. options, but contract year, man. Mm-hmm. Is that? But I think I think his stability is a little lower than Devonta Freeman. If that's that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So I would I would lean Freeman just you know off of some of those reasons I listed out because he he's he's pretty secure on the roster till like twenty twenty two. So yeah. yeah, no, I I'm actually uh, I'm with you, cool. even though I you know I love Melvin Gordon, <laughs> love Melvin Gordon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I know. I, I know you love Melvin Gordo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got uh, Darius Geis and Derek Henry. Um, let's see, these guys are being drafted. Um, both around. Let's see, the kind of 
20, 23 spot area. So sim- similar area. Um, I mean, both have concerns and upsides and whatnot. Obviously, Derrick Henry finally has the Marco Murray out of the way, but now Deion Lewis is there, and Darius Geis is pretty much the main guy, but, you know, Chris Thompson's there. Chris um, Thompson. Oh, gosh. I really don't know what this one. This is one, like, I would want to – okay, if I'm on the clock and I'm in a situation where I'm like, oh, shoot, what do I do? I would, I would probably go Henry – just because I think he's okay. really, I mean, they're both really good. Um, I think Derrick Henry's a little a little better. Um, and he's obviously, like, he's had more time in the league, but he doesn't have, like, tread on his tires, really. Um, I mean, the, their workloads will probably be similar. I mean. I imagine so. Because they'll have slightly different, like. Because Deion Lewis is there to take away work, but obviously Chris Thompson's there to take away literally every reception probably for Geis. Um they pretty much said like oh yeah he's like for a second down guy and then they haven't really given much on how they're going to do Lewis and Henry but I I said I I would lean Henry um just because like he's been like he's very familiar with the team he's at and um with guys it's probably not a concern but like if there was literally any legitimacy at all to the claim that he was like late for anything that's a huge concern or say it could be a huge concern just because like the NFL is really like if you're like late or miss stuff, that's where the NFL like really gets you. Um, yeah. But hate that. Um, but it's like I said, I don't know if that's true or not about it. Cause it could have just been teams getting pissed that he like outed them for the questions they asked him. But yeah, I would, if, if I'm, if I'm on the clock and I'm picking, I would go Derrick Henry. It's interesting. It's tough. I mm-hmm. don't. It's so much of it just depends on how involved Dion Lewis is with the Titans. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, they signed Dion Lewis. They gave him a nice contract. Mm-hmm. Why would they you do that if you had all this faith in Henry? I mean, maybe like they maybe they're trying to emulate what New Orleans is doing. I don't know. Like, I mean, we like we see. Like, I mean, they have more money on Lewis than Henry, which obviously is a part where you could say, you know, maybe they're not huge on Henry, but... Well, yeah, Henry's still on... Uh, his rookie deal, yeah. This is only his third year. So that is a really important thing to note. That's why they were able to get Lewis. Yeah. It may not necessarily be an indictment on him. They've they got a lot of guys on like, young contracts, too. Um, it's very possible both Lewis and Henry are fantasy viable. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I don't. It's not going to be as wild as you know Ingram and Kamara, but True. like. No, no, no. Yeah, definitely not. Because <laughs> yeah, they still have they still have Mariota on his rookie deal too, so. That's a big thing. So. <laughs> I do think Chris Thompson will eat into Geis a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. Um. I think I would go Henry. Yeah, but not by like it's not by a lot. It like, isn't. As much as I love Derrick Henry, it's, it's not by a lot. Um, I just think both Lewis and Henry are gonna be like that RB two. Mm-hmm. Now, and guys, guys could be. He just might be more low end. Yeah, I think Henry. So it's, it's another thing. I think Henry has a much more predictable range of outcomes. Guys like 
Chris Thompson could get hurt like like he always does, and then um, sure. guys could be the every down back and light it up and be an RB one. Like he could yeah. he could be an RB one. He could be an, like a low RB three. But like with Henry, like you probably assume he's like a mid RB two. I mean, does that seem fair? Like yeah. So it's I, mean, I guess it's more how you want to construct your team. I mean, there are so many people that think Geis is like the best running back in the class after Barkley. Yeah, like he's he is really good. So they like as it's not necessarily like that he can't catch because literally LSU they don't throw much at all and then they don't ever throw the running back. So I mean, like with Fournette, like the Jags were like, "Wow, this guy can catch better than we realize," because you know the team just never caught at like, at LSU. Yeah. Um. Which is a concern with Alex Smith as your quarterback. <laughs> We do know Alex Smith will throw it to the running back. So that is right. a plus. Like, guys isn't going to lose all the receptions to Chris Thompson, but, I mean, a fair amount of them. Just um, some. Mm-hmm. What, okay, here's the thing. Which team do we think will be better? Because I know we have been use, using that as tiebreakers. Okay. I don't, I don't know which team I think is going to be better of these two. I have zero fucking clue how the Titans or the Redskins will be this year. Um... Because like the Titans, the Titans definitely overperformed last year, I think, but they've got you know coaching change and everything too. Healthy Corey Davis, um, healthy Mary, like like the the, all their young talented guys will be healthy. I feel like the Titans might have a better record than the Redskins when it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean eight and eight seems reasonable for both of them. (laughs) I think the other thing is the Redskins have one hell of a division. Titans can yeah. win a few in theirs. I mean, not that the, the AFC South is easy. I mean, those are two, the, arguably two of the hardest divisions this coming year, at least projection-wise. Yeah. Um, but NFC East, I mean, they have to play the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys twice. Yeah. Well, I have no idea how the Giants will bounce back or the Cowboys will be this year either. Um, yeah. Uh, it's tough, but yeah. I, I'm going to lead Henry just because I I personally usually prefer my running backs to have a safer projection. Just just my preference, as you can tell by my last two picks. But um, I could literally see these two teams having the same record. Yeah, like they could both be eight and eight easily, or nine and seven yeah, or something. Nine and seven, seven and nine, whatever, <laughs> somewhere in that range. But like, I th- I think. Yeah, so it's literally just do you want you know a guy with a higher range of outcomes or a guy with a slimmer range of outcomes, you know, and that's what it is because mm-hmm. Henry can Henry can break off a, a big one any single week too. Like he can win you a week as we saw last year even. But um, yeah, I mean I think Geis has that potential too. So right, I don't know. I'm like part of me wants to say Geis. <laughs> this one, this is probably the closest one. Actually, I don't know. Hunt and Camaro is pretty close too, but. Can he catch the ball? Can Geis catch it? I think he can. I feel like he has to. It would like the Redskins if they drafted a running back that can't catch the ball. They're really stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't like... know. Quite... Dan Snyder's intelligence isn't something I want to ever bank on in my life for right. any reason. But like I know where this is going. Yeah. So, you know, they make a lot of dumb choices. I mean, like, literally, if you look at how they've handled actually pretty much fucking everything over the last five, seven years. Yeah, more or less. Like, RG3 and then the Kirk Cousins contracts and 
just their drafts in general are pretty not great. Like, and just Dan Snyder, like the whole shit, like the Shanahan issue, like, and I don't know how, I I feel like the Gruden brothers might be played out by now too. I don't know, but yeah, the Redskins are pretty fucking stupid. Do what? Oh yeah. I was going to say, if you think, do you think Jay crowd or Jay Gruden gets fired if he has another bad year? I don't know. What years he on of his uh of his tenure there? I think he's been there a couple of years now, and they're just not moving. What's great is I can look this up right away. If I spell his name right, I wrote Jao Gruden. I missed a couple letters there. <laughs> this is Jao his. This will be his uh, fifth year. So he's gone four and twelve, nine and seven, eight and seven, and one, um, and then seven and nine. <laughs> so he's had one winning season barely. Yeah. Two winning seasons barely. So. And one playoff appearance, no wins. So, yeah, actually, this season goes really poorly. He could be Audi. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to change from my original Henry pick. Mm-hmm. I won't switch, even though it is tempting. But it is close. Yeah, this kind of turned into a rant about how stupid Washington Redskins <laughs> are, but whatever. It just applies to so many organizations these days. Like, We haven't even gotten to the Bills yet. <laughs> uh, we, we've shot on them enough in previous episodes like that, that um, the one before the mock draft he just crapped yeah. on them all the time but um, anyway so next up um, we have Geis's uh, running mate Chris Thompson or Duke Johnson um, to be honest, two pass catchers um, they have similar ADPs as well um, yeah I'll be like I said all these guys have similar ADPs um, they're pretty much within a spot or two of each other and uh, whatever format you look at kind of that 30 32 range um as far well i mean like as far as like running back number not like overall these ADPs right. are just based on like running back numbers um yeah so um yeah chris thompson uh Duke johnson i am torn uh again do i want you know 10 good weeks of chris thompson <laughs> um no nah, i mean okay it's, it's that injuries can't really be predictive unless you know like a guy has a continuous issue. But Chris Thompson hasn't actually ever stayed healthy. Although you know he's not going to get worked a ton, so I think there could be a chance he plays all sixteen games, um, right? Or you know fourteen at least. Um, Duke Johnson, um, he's he's the pass catching running back for sure. That's a thing. Um, Tyrod likes to use his running back in the passing game as we've seen True. in Buffalo, although he didn't have anyone else in Buffalo, so we don't really know for sure. Um, but that backfield. Yeah. I, I think that Duke Johnson's role as the pass catcher running back is safe, but I don't know how much volume he will get just because of the fact that they're, you know, Gordon, Coleman, and Joku, Landry. They and, have so many people to feed the yeah, ball to. Um, they can't all be decent because then the Browns will have a decent record. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing too. Um, <laughs> I am going with. Okay, before I do, you, do you know who you would pick? I would take Chris Thompson because of Alex Smith. Yeah, I would take Chris Thompson too here. Um, okay. I don't. I think Duke Johnson will get his receptions, and so like if you're in a PPR league or even half PPR, like. Obviously, these guys are both pass catching running backs, but like, I think Chris Thompson's 
Well, actually, no, it's not. I was going to say I think his will be more effective, but they have a lot of weapons in Cleveland now, so I don't know how much they'll be able to count for him. It's a thing, like, Cleveland has weapons, which sounds rude to say. So, like, do Johnson's receptions could be really efficient, you know, just because they're stuck on everyone else. But, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what Todd Haley would do. I don't think it's like, we know we know more about how the Redskins will use Chris Thompson this year than we know about how the Browns will use Duke Johnson this year, and that's part of why I would do Chris Thompson. Um, right. Because what is it? Um, let me pull this up. But like, he's he's always been their pass catching running back the last couple of years. Like while he's been there, this kind of, that's that's his thing. That's what he's good at. So like he, the opportunity will be there with him. Um, with Duke Johnson, let me pull him up too. But um, Chris Thompson made some catches last year that were phenomenal. yeah, like he's super talented. It's just a matter of like how many games is he going to stay alive? Yeah, he he hasn't seemed very durable. Yeah, that's um, a very important characteristic. Mm-hmm. And like I so said, Duke Johnson's had mad targets the last couple of years, um, but they've also had Terrell Pryor as a number one receiver in 2016. And last year they had Josh Gordon a couple of games. They had Coleman, like they had like a fucking ragtag group of more I mean, or less yeah. nobody. So like, it's hard. It's hard to say that Drew Johnson will for sure keep his target volume now that they have added all these you know reasonable like names to the group. And you know Todd Haley could say after week six or whatever, like, oh fuck it, I'm just using Nick Chubb for everything. It's because right. historically that's what Todd Haley does. He uses one running back for everything. So. Yeah, I would think Chris Thompson. I assume would be Carlos Hyde at first. Well, I mean, I don't, apparently he's really high on. Everything. Apparently he's really high on Nick Chubb. Like when they really, yeah. So when they um, like apparently one like they picked Nick Chubb, Hugh Jackson gave his spiel and he passed up to Todd Haley and he's like, hey, you know I love running backs, so you can take it to the house from anywhere or something like that. So, mm-hmm. I like there, there's a chance that like. Drew Johnson gets phased out just based on how they his preference. Either Carlos Hyde or Nick Chubb. They're both competent pass catchers, I think. Um, Definitely. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So if you had to pick any Cleveland running back since we're on it, which would you own? Um, in 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 redraft or? Yeah. Um. Hmm. It's tough because. Carlos Hyde was the one who got paid. Nick Chubb's the high draft pick. Um, Drew Johnson's, you know, pass catcher. Um, hmm. It's tough. I I think Nick Chubb is just really fucking good, so I would lean him and just hope that by week, you know, halfway through the year, talent wins out and he's the guy. Um, and it's not like Hyde's been the most durable in his career, too. He hasn't missed, like, a ton of games, but... You know, yeah, he's not he just, always it. He just always misses a few. He doesn't mm-hmm. play 16. But, I mean, you know, there's a chance, like, if he... I mean, look at his game. Like, so, he missed, a, he's, he missed a couple in 2014 and 16. He missed, like, a lot in 2015. This past year, he was healthy the whole time, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if, if Carlos Hyde goes down week four, and he's down, you know, out week four and five, Chubb comes in and kills it, it could just be game over. True. I think Duke Johnson's got the best chance to stay involved regardless. And then mm-hmm. it's kind of a battle between Hyde and Chubb. 
Yeah. I, Does that make sense? Yeah, I think Duke Johnson is going the earliest of the Cleveland backs, which is kind of interesting. Well, I don't know if he is or not. Um, let me look. Actually, yeah, he is. He's going before Carlos Hyde and uh, Nick Chubb just because everyone's like, oh, is pass catching role safe? So, right. I don't know. I would like if I'm taking a shot at three headed backfield, I'm going all, all upside on it. So, I would go Chubb of those three. But yeah, of Chris Thompson, Duke Johnson, I'm, I'm leaning Chris Thompson. Cool. All right. Um, and then uh, next up, we've got. Um, <laughs> are, are you, you said you're Chris Thompson as well? Have we agreed yeah, on all Chris of these? Thompson. I do like Duke Johnson though. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Not to slight the guy, I think he'll be pretty good. Yeah. So we've we've agreed on all these, haven't we? Pretty much. <laughs> uh, there have been a few though I've really vacillated on. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. And then lastly, we've got two rookies. We've got Royce Freeman and Carryon Johnson. Where mm-hmm. uh, where are you landing here? Personally, I like Carryon. Okay. Um, this might be the one we disagree on. I just don't believe in uh, the Broncos. Yeah, that's actually mo- a lot of that. <laughs> of course, yeah, like course it's actually my reasoning too uh is it yeah i think is okay like i could see like i think i'm like it's like 51 49 on these for me um pretty much because like okay the the landing spot's good for freeman as far as like opportunity and they'll be you know more respectable this year obviously and like they they ran the ball a lot last year too um I'm actually start, and I might actually end up talking myself into Royce Freeman as we go through this. But um, <laughs> what is it? Last year they ran the ball how many times? Like they ran like they ran way more than they should have, um, based on like how many um, like how bad they were. Um, really? They had the fifth most running back carries last year actually. Um, the Broncos did. Yeah, but they just weren't efficient with it. Um, I would say not. Yes, yeah, so, like I know they want to use Devontae Booker, but. The ta- uh, they, they try that every year. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. Freeman's actually. I think I'm, I think I might be learning Freeman more. But Freeman's gonna be the okay. goal line guy, right? I mean, then, I mean, not gonna, Booker. I it's not gonna be Booker. Like I don't. <laughs> like if anything, it's like a split of like you know Booker's pass catcher, Freeman's you know the thumper. But uh, I don't see a world in in which. In which uh, Freeman gets vultured, but I see I'd easily see a world where Carry On gets vultured because you know Legarrette Blunt's there. True, and uh, that's kind of why I thought you might pick Freeman, just because like all in all, like he he, I don't know, he has a better chance to get work. I just mm-hmm. think Carry On Johnson is gonna end up being like the feature back of the Lions. Yeah, I think I think Royce. Or sorry, I think Carry On Johnson is the better running back than Royce Freeman. Like, okay, but. I don't know. Maybe Matt Patricia changes everything. Who knows? But Detroit hasn't, even like regardless of talent, they haven't able to. They haven't been able to use their running back well consistently, like in the past right. many years. Like they just haven't. So people uh, are wondering if it'll ever end. Yeah, and like it probably, like, it probably will change at some point. But I don't want you know, like if I'm on the clock and I'm picking two guys. I would be more inclined to pick, you know, the guy on the team that ran the ball a lot, even though they were, you know, the pits last year, as opposed to a guy who was on a team that, even though they're usually competitive, they hardly ever run. Now, the one thing to be said for it is, like, their line in Detroit is going to be way improved this year. Way. Yeah, a lot better this year. So that's that's a big boost. And, you know, that might not be able to be said for Denver. So, 
Uh, it really just depends on like how like when carry on like seizes the backfield like because if carry on yeah. gets if he ends up getting more opportunity like halfway through the year he's gonna be better so the line offense will be better right it's like i trust matthew stafford to get to the end zone more frequently than case keenum just you know the the lines in in general <laughs> Okay, so they got Carry on Johnson, and they've also got Blunt, Riddick, Abdul. I mean, Abdul is pretty much traced out. So it's pretty much like your Riddick and LeGarrette Blunt taking some reception, some goal line work. But, right. Because, like, don't okay. use Blunt. Yeah. But, um. Mm, mm. <laughs> this is tough. I think that Freeman is gonna be more valuable early on so i would be more inclined to pick him just because even if i decide i don't want him i think he'll have more trade value by like a week five or something okay i feel like that's sort of fair to say that's fair to say he will have more trade value early on just because like like i said like i don't know how i mean i, I don't know I, I could be totally wrong and they could try to force booker into the backfield forever and ever and ever and it just never works and they don't realize it but hmm. I mean carry on Johnson was picked higher I mean that that might be if that matters I don't know was he really yeah because they they traded and they traded up a couple like a few spots to get him because carry on was second round and um Freeman was third round I believe if I'm not mistaken oh oh, oh, I thought you meant in like a mock draft yeah um yeah in in uh, ADP right now, um, Freeman is going higher than Carry On, so consensus is on is on Freeman. But um, I'd expect that. Yeah, I think it's it's really like I know I keep saying this over and over, but like I think it's based it's a range of outcomes thing. Like Carry On's range of outcomes is probably higher than Freeman's, I think. I'm sorry, probably like wider, I guess. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, if I'm on the clock, man, this this one is real. This is the really close one because like I'm going like as I'm talking, I'm going back and forth on these guys, <laughs> and that's that's tough because like clear like Detroit is the better offense. Like I don't think that's something we can that it's not something I would question if they like between these two teams, right? But. It's like it's just a matter of I know that Denver is going to give the ball to the running backs a lot, and I don't know that about Detroit. So that's fair. It's that's a it's about where I'm at on it. Let's see how yeah the running backs ran it way less in Detroit the last however many years than they did in Denver. So I'll have to put together something on it. But yeah, who knows? But. <laughs> So you're going Freeman? Um, I am going Freeman by a little. In redraft, I'm going Freeman. Okay. Um, in Dynasty, I actually have zero clue who I would take. Um, in Dynasty, I would take Johnson 100% personally. Yeah, the, I think it, I would lean that way too. Um, Even if Blunt does get a lot of carries this year, he's not going to. Yeah, he's a one-year one option for them. But, uh, yeah, it's... It's Freeman formed by a little bit in redraft. Probably carry on a dynasty. Okay. 
Carry on, carry on. Carry on my way. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, he's a running back. His name is really Carry On. Like, that's fucking perfect. <laughs> carry on with those carries. Yeah, he this, this he was meant for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next up for um, the running back discussion, we're going to do some uh, deep dives. Real deep. Deep, deep, deep dives um, on a couple guys. Um, we're going to sort of talk about the Green Bay guys, not as in-depth, but um, Tariq Cohen, Kareem Hunt, and Joe Mixon are three guys we've got a lot of stuff uh, ready on. So, um, yeah, I'll start with, to, um, I guess, Tariq and Kareem sort of combined. Um, right. So I, um, I did kind of a big breakdown of these guys, um, and the way I approached it was kind of dissecting um, – you know how Andy Reid runs things, because okay, so with Matt Nagy since 2010 and on, he's been at least a coach's assistant or or better, um, and you know like or higher position or whatever in the organization. But he's always been with Andy Reid, so we can't really do much for for his you know projections aside from you know put like projecting Andy Reid's you know stats onto him. Um, you know since 20, let's see, he was so in 2010 he was the coach's assistant. Um, 2008, 2009, he was a coaching intern. So, um, 11 and 12, he was with he was offensive quality control. Um, this was all with Reed's equals. And then 2013 through 2016, he was with Reed and the Chiefs um, as the quarterbacks coach. And then okay. 2017, he was the OC, and then now he's the head coach of the Bears. So, um, it's yeah, it's it's literally just he's always been Andy Reed. So, all like all we can do with this is you know sort of project Andrew's numbers onto him and how we can definitely go with Tariq Cohen and um, Jordan Howard, you know, just the Bears in general. So um, what I did, um, I I looked at how Reed, since 2010, and so I guess now he, by extension, um, has compared to the league um, in terms of, you know, uh, running back stats. So the big thing I noticed was he, he rushes less than the rest of the league. Um, on average, his run... The running backs in Reed's offenses attempt uh, 328 carries. The league mm-hmm. average is about 369. Um, okay, so on a per game difference, it's it's about two and a half carry difference um, from him. And then the, and the rushing yards are also down. Um, he's about um, 660 lower than the league average per year for the running backs. Um, so this is all just for running backs. I, I separated the running back stats out. Um, so this isn't like quarterback rushes or anything. Um, which, it, which is notable just because there, Michael Vick was there for a couple of years and Smith runs some too. So on average, uh, Reed's running backs rush uh, about 3.8, uh, 3.9 yards less per game. And that's, that's, that's it where, where the um, – that's where the only – that's the only like downside, quote-unquote, of Reed's stuff is um, their, their yards per carry are, you know, right on right on the average actually, you know, a little better. Um Let's see. Um, and then receiving's the big thing. So um, there's, they always have more receiving yards. They have more targets, receptions. And then um, by extension, they end up scoring more fantasy points. So um, right. in standard, half and full PPR, they score more. Um, and I'm looking at We must look at half PPR for our, uh, for our sake. So um, Andy Reid running backs uh, for half PPR score uh, about 1.7 fantasy points per game more than the league average. Um, so that's that's good, you know, for Kareem Hunt is, and as well as I guess Tariq Cohen, if we want to say um, putting Nagy stats or sorry, read stats onto Nagy, and um, 
a lot of that is based on you know the receiving totals and that's you know Trico and specialty so um going through um how Reed splits up carries and everything um his top running back usually gets about um 60 um kind of depends on how you look at it so um he usually he usually has a feature back um and that gets you know around 70 percent of the carries um if the guy gets hurt, he'll split it up. And then as far as receptions goes, um, the top running back will usually get about 60% of the receptions. Um, however, that's been with Kareem Hunt. That's been with uh, LaShawn McCoy, Jamal Charles, right. guys who can catch the ball really well. Nagy's got Jordan Howard, whose hands are... Um, Bricks. Yeah, Bricks, That's that might be nice. Like He, <laughs> he literally blew the game because he dropped the ball. Um, yeah, the ball. Like he's got like cheese its for hands. Like I don't, I don't know he's what else to say. He's got footballs for hands. Yeah, That's really. So like <laughs> he can't catch. So the, I'm not gonna project that, you know, like feature back pass catching workload onto Jordan Howard because Jordan Howard can't catch. Um, but what I can do is kind of gauge how much the running backs are targeted. So um. The running backs usually get about 116 targets per year under a read offense. So, I mean, if we assume Nagy does about the same thing, then, you know, um, we can see how the targets get split up there. So, for Tariq Cohen, um, I've, I've got, you know, he'll probably get between, I'm estimating 70 to 75% of the running back targets. I feel like that's fair, maybe a little high. But I've got the rushing, probably, I say he'll get 20 to 25% of the rushing attempts, which might be kind of lower. So, it'll probably balance out. Um, okay. So, so I'm following so far. Yeah. So um, I've got up somewhere between 142 and 160 um, fantasy points for half EPR. Um, and that will, you know, it, averaging out, um, I've got him finishing probably around the RB 23, 24. So low end RB2. Um, how I did it was I took, you know, I went from 20, uh, 2008 through 2017. Um, and in place where these projections would put him like in running back ranks. And so on average, he came out to about um, from 2008 to 2017, it was 24.7. And then 13 through 17, it was uh, 22 and a half. So obviously, you know, it's kind of funny putting these projections together because when I looked at just 2013 to 2017, these guys would have finished higher than they would have 2008 through 2017, which kind of shows how they feature back is the way the feature back is changing and, you know, running backs are just scoring less. So, um, I've got Tariq Cohen as a low end RB two. Um, in this case, um, for reference, he was RB 37, um, in 2017 and half EPR. And, um, as, as a, as a fuller comparison, um, Sproles actually finished as the RB six in 2011 and the RB 18 in 2012, um, and half EPR. And people like to compare him to Sproles and that's, you know, the role Sproles had a, this about the same amount of um, targets and uh, carries I'm projecting for uh, Cohen. So, um, I mean, if he's super, if he's super efficient, he could be higher than 24. But right now, I got Tariq Cohen as an RB 24, um, the low end RB two, which I feel like you know it's a big jump. Last year he was just outside of RB three territory, so it is a big jump for him. But I feel like it's fair given how Andy Reid has um, run his offense, assuming Matt Nagy does something similar. Um, Jordan Howard can't catch, uh, and Tariq Cohen's really good, and 
Uh, John Fox is afraid to use rookies. Putting that all together, I think low-end RB2 for Tariq Cohen and half PPR is pretty pretty fair. I think he's kind of the guy to own mm-hmm. on that offense. I mean, Jordan Howard will do well. He's To me, he's like a very solid flex player. I bet you could, like, you could put him in flex and leave him there. I, I think he'll improve, Yeah, at least fantasy-wise. I really do. Yeah, right now he's going as about the what like our RB 38 40 range um so I mean that's that's pretty that's pretty much where he finished last year and so I think that's value um personally so it was 37th last year you said right yeah that was his rookie year uh-huh and like is okay like coming out of the gate they used him more like his first he had a really good first week and that's why everyone picked him up and his second week was okay, and then he just kind of hit, you know, sputtered off just because they stopped giving it to him as much. I feel like there's a – so I'm looking just at a couple stuff. The first thing is Bilal Powell. Um, and between his, like, 2012 is when he actually was kind of utilized. He was on the team in 2011 but didn't never really got any – he played, like, he had 13 attempts the whole mm-hmm. year. 2012 was when he actually was like on the team and participating and he uh he like made a mark on the offense and then the next year he his uh attempts increased dramatically Mm -hmm. um he got more yardage more attempts more receiving yards and much more receptions but he got less touchdowns not a whole lot but Mm -hmm. he did get less i think that would kind of be a little fitting but Honestly, like, I, I, I'm expecting positive things from Tariq. I would consider drafting him, and I haven't drafted anyone on the Bears in a while. <laughs> yeah, and, like, Tariq Cohen got three touchdowns last year, and that, that could be, you know, a low ass. He, he could end up with three, he could end up with one, he could end up with six. And, you know, if he gets six, then that's a big difference. Like, it's double the touchdowns. I know math is hard. But, um... <laughs> Well, I mean, like realistically, like n- numbers and shit aside, I mean, like I said, just, if you just kind of think about how you know the offense will probably change, and you know they're gonna use their good players. I hope. I mean, the the Andy Reid coaching tree is usually pretty successful, so it really is. Uh-huh. Where so where is he being drafted right now? Um, Tariq, he's, I, think he's, I think I said like 38, 40 range, like RB 38, 40 kind of. So, okay. um, at least that's what I saw from the pro football focus. Um, let me see what it says. Um, I would take him above the people that he's being drafted around. Yeah. So in one of these spots, I see like RB 30, which is a little higher. That's full PPR. Uh, and in standard, he's going probably lower, I'd imagine. Um... I'm having trouble finding it. I'll just search it. Oh, yeah, he's going, like, RD35. So, yeah. I mean, 38 might be low, but somewhere, like, in the 30, 40 range. But either way, even if it's 30, especially in full PPR, it's super worth it. But, yeah. He's being drafted as, like, a low RB3, and I feel like that's a, that's, that's a value based on how I'm statting him. I think it'll be low RB2. And, you know, it may not be the most consistent, or, you know, it, like, he might – he'll probably get – you know, like, so like the same amount of looks each week, but depending on the team or like where they're from, he could end up getting you twenty fantasy points or like eight fantasy points. But like, 
I, th I think he'll have a remotely safe baseline each week. I do too. I think he's going to get a lot of receptions. Mm -hmm. I think Trubisky's going to throw it to him a bunch. I, I mean, I hope so. But um, <laughs> yeah. So. They do have other people now that he can throw to. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but um, yeah, basically I've, I've made a big old Excel sheet with all this stuff in it. And I think <laughs> based on how Reed uses running backs, I think Nagy will do something similar that Tariq Cohen should get a fair amount of, of looks. Um, forgot to note down how much of the Bears backfield he uh, he got last year as far as the receptions. But um, and he should get most. Also, I don't – what is it? Benny Cunningham got looks in their in their team. So He got a few. He had 53 receptions last year, uh, Tariq Cohen did. Yeah. Um, is Benny Cunningham even on their team anymore? Yeah, but like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Benny Cunningham got 26 targets last year. I don't think he gets more than like 10 this year. I'm going to say 13. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think like 100. Because what is it? I, I, I put like 200 as an over under for Tariq Cohen carries and targets. And right. in Twitter poll, I had like 210 people voted and it was split 50 50. So, that's Perfectly a seems balanced. like a good projection. <laughs> So like I mean, a hundred carries, hundred targets seems pretty reasonable, and I think he can, he can do a good amount with that. So um, yeah, that is that is uh my Tariq Cohen breakdown. Um, yeah, pretty you, high on him. Yeah, you you'd like him too. Yeah, I well mostly just once they got Nagy, and they didn't have John Fox anymore, I was already intrigued. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Like John Fox being on, it's not quite as big as the um, oh, what's his name? Um, Jeff Fisher to yeah. Sean McVay. Yeah, it's not as big as the Jeff Fisher effect. And um, who's the other guy? Like the Malarkey effect's pretty rough too. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, John, the John Fox effect was rough. And so I think the offense will, they got a lot of good pieces. I think it'll it'll be better. I agree, and I think Trubisky will develop a little more. <clears throat> he showed promise. Yeah, I mean. It was his first year. He attempted yeah. seven passes in one game. Like, was it seven or like eight passes? I don't know. It was a very low number. Right. Like, legitimately. How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, yeah, next up, we've got uh, Kareem Hunt. So, kind of looking at similar stuff here. I'm looking more at. Um, so, this like back to Andy Reid here. Um, and he's still under Andy Reid. Um, looking at 2010 through 2017 still, just because, I mean, last eight <coughs> seasons, I feel like that's a fair window to cut it at. Um, I, uh, so in 2012 and 2015, Reed's feature backs got hurt. Um, so that changed it. So if we're, if we exclude those years, um, the running, the lead back gets about 68% of the carries and 58% of the receptions. Um, before 2017, that would have been about 66 and 59 as well. So pretty similar. Um, if you include the years that this guy's got hurt, the McCoy and Charles, um, it bumps up to, you know, 70, 73. The receptions stay about the same. So, um, yeah, it's just a matter of um, I think Kareem's carries will go down. I don't think he'll get 86% of the carries again this year. I think it will go down to more towards the 70 range. Um, but his receptions will probably stay the same, maybe even go up um, based on, you know, typical Andy Reid uh, fashion. Um, and so what I've got for Hunt is kind of similar to Cohen. I think he'll get between 55 and 60% of the receptions and 70 to 75% of the carries. And like I said, statting him out um, and ranking him 
Well, I think he'll, he'll end up with 231 to about 250 uh, fantasy points, which pretty good outcome. I mean, that's top 10 RB range for sure. Um, and um, based on 08 to 2017, he'd be RB7. About 2013 to 2017, he'd be RB6. So I said RB6 or 7. But, you know, top running back, and I feel very confident in that. Um, he was running back four in 2017. And that was – he obviously had that blow-up week one, but that was also with a lull in the middle a of the huge season. Lull. Yeah. I mean, he, I got – someone traded him to me in our league. Yeah, so it's – um, I mean, like, I, I don't think I, – I, not like our fraternity league because I know Jay Watt would never trade him. But, um, no, no, it was my, yeah, like yeah, my back yeah. home one. Uh-huh. But yeah, so I've got him RB six or seven, um, for my purposes. Um, I've got it split up. So I think like, um, like two thirds of his points will come from rushing and another third will come from his receiving about, um, yeah. And then with three, I've got like two thirds from receiving and a third from rushing just because different running backs, but. Oh, wow. Like. Kareem Hunt, like even by my lowest projections, will be a top twelve running back, and I think he's closer to six or seven. So, yeah, I mean, I think I'm projecting him around like five, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he'll do better than Bell, Gurley, Johnson. Yeah, but... and there's always someone you don't expect who finishes top five every year. Yeah, like... I think Barkley could be honest, like honest to God, I think he could be one of them or like Dalvin Cook or someone. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. But like, I don't remember the exact turnover, but like year to year, like m- most of the time, the top five running backs don't repeat. It's pretty rare. It's like, true. Like Bell's are the only guys who does it consistently now. Yeah. And I I mean, I think if David Johnson hadn't gotten hurt, but tr- but truly, like he still stayed true to the how the trend goes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah, Hunt probably around... Um, the the RB six seven range, but you know once again Reed's Reed's running backs are always are above the league average in fantasy points, um, especially because they're they're receiving um, area like they're the running back a lot. It's just how Andy Reed operates. Um, so you don't think Spencer Ware will go into him too much? Um, some, but not not like absurdly. I mean, like that's so. I mean, what if I've got him getting? 55, 60% of the receptions for running backs and 77% of the carries. I mean, that leaves, that leaves a good amount of room for Spencer Ware to get work. I mean, most of the filling will be him, maybe a little bit of West or something. If he's still there, even I don't remember. But <laughs> So okay. I've got him finishing around that area. And then, um, yeah, so that's, that's the thing. I'm trying to project Andy Reid based on his pass, but I, I – I feel relatively confident doing that, but I don't know, like, for sure how much just because, I mean. He's anything if not consistent, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, um, continuing the second year running back request, um, we're going to the more specific request of uh, Joe Mixon. <clears throat> Joe Mixon. And, yeah, this one is actually uh, interesting to look into. I did a similar process like I did for the other guys. Um, so, luckily – well, or unluckily, I want to see it. Marvin Lewis has been in Cincinnati forever, um, <laughs> possibly literally. We're not yeah. sure yet. Um, so time doesn't extend far enough back to. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> Cincinnati fans, he's been there for a while. And um, since 2010, I, I like I said, I feel like 2010 is a good sample of it. Um, I pulled up the rushing stats. 
and all that for running backs, the receiving. But um, one big thing I noticed was that um, there was a big change in 2013 for everything. Um, I looked at 2010, 11, and 12. Like the lead running back got a lot of the a lot of the carries, you know. Um, and um, you know, in 2010 to 12, a lot of receptions and um, and whatnot. And then I realized 2013 is when they got Gio Bernard, and that's when um, the big shift occurred. Um, they went from giving the top running back 75-ish percent of the carries to 55 percent of the carries. Um, and ever since Gio, ever since that, Gio has been the you know the top receiving back. Um, and then the next guy's gotten you know 15 to 30 percent of the running back uh, targets. So that that was a interesting for me to look at. Um, so I've since Gio's still there, I'm accounting for the 2013 data. Um, till now more than a little before that just because for five straight years the top running backs pretty much gotten 55% of the carries and Gio's gotten a lot of the receptions so there's not like a lot left for everyone else Um, last year looking at that was obviously Mixon's first year he was lead ball carrier with 54% of the carries and um, Gio's still lead receiving back but uh, Mixon got about 34% of the running back targets Um, so they use they use two guys. It's it's a two it's a two headed thing for Cincinnati at least, which is makes it a little more predictable. Um, but yeah, but the issue with Cincinnati is um, looking at how their fantasy points shake out. They are below league average in fantasy points um, for running backs, and pretty much, you know, in in almost every category. Um, the only upside they have is the running backs get more rushing fantasy points on average. But um, it's only half half a point per game, extra rushing fantasy points. But overall, you know, half PPR, they score a point and a half less per game since 2010. So Marvin Lewis sucks is what I'm getting at. <laughs> um, like they um, they run the ball more than average, but they get fewer yards than average. They get about the same rushing TDs. You know, they throw the ball to running backs less. Um, well, actually, might have changed a little bit since Geo came, but this is since uh, actually not, not much really. But um, yeah, it's it's not good. It's it's not good. Um, looking at the ranks, the rushing ranks. Um, outside of um, what is it, twenty fourteen, they were twelfth in yards per attempt. Every other year, they've been twentieth or worse. Um, it's really bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but aside from last year, they were 29th in attempts. But aside from that, they're always you know top. 17 in attempts and you know 2013 to 2016 they were top 10 in attempts all those years so last year was kind of an outline on how many times they rushed it but um they usually like to run the ball even though they're not they aren't efficient at it and that's once again marvin lewis isn't good but there's a lot of work kind of like i talked about with denver last year there's a lot of work um yeah. to go around so i i did a very specific breakdown i've got mixon getting about 214 attempts and about 35 targets, which is what he got last year. Um, he caught 88% of his balls last year, so I'm giving him like 30, 31 receptions. Um, that's going to come out to what, like 200, about 245 touches. That's a pretty good amount of touches. Um, I've got him a, a little above 2,000 all-purpose yards. I think he'll get about seven touchdowns. Um, I threw in a couple of fumbles. Um, he, I think he fumbled like three, three or four times last year. I put him at four fumbles, just kind of arbitrarily. I don't know. It might be a little off, but. Um, Seemed seemed fair. Second year running back. Um, I'm not sure how security was in college. I'll check that. I might, I might adjust it. But 
right now, based on it, I've got him in half PPR getting 155 fantasy points. Um, that'll put him around um, RB 21-23 range. Um, a little above Tariq okay. Cohen, um, but he was RB 33 last year. Sorry, RB, RB 33 in 2017. Um, like I said, I think based on the 2013 to 2017, he'd be RB21. Based on 2018 to 2017, the RB23. So, you know, kind of lower RB2. But I think these are these projections are kind of on the low end. I, I feel these are very conservative projections. I, you know, RB, RB22 might be, you know, low for Mixon. I feel like that's closer to his floor than anything. Like with Tariq Cohen yes. and Hunt, I feel like the RB, you know, RB24 and RB67, those are very accurate. I feel like this is the low end for Mixon um, just because he's really talented. Like he's really – he's good. Yeah, so, I think he could be upwards of like the of the teens, honestly. Yeah, and like he – last year he wasn't that efficient with his carries just because the Bengals line was really bad. They improved it. That is a big thing. Um, yeah, it is. I mean they got rid of half their – their line the year before everybody knew it was going to be a rough year but they've built it back up a little bit yeah like last year he only averaged 3.5 uh yards per uh yards per carry which is you know not that good um you know as we know um with a bad offensive line though that's not bad yeah he got like like just under 10 yards per uh reception too that's pretty solid yeah like so he was really efficient in that manner but um yeah so the Bengals just weren't good you know, surprise, fucking Marvin Lewis. Um, but, like, yeah, their line's way improved. Who did they get from Buffalo? Um, what's his name? Uh, Cordy Glenn, right? And then they drafted Billy Price. Um, yeah, Billy Price, yeah. So, yeah, they it's it's a big, big boost. Um, like, Bill Lazor will be more in place. Um, hopefully someone steps up across from A.J. Green. Um, to help out, you know, if Tyler Ivers help for that healthy, that could help too. What, what was the record last year? Fuck, I don't even have that up. But um, yeah, they were probably not good. No, they weren't awful. Probably like what six or seven. I'll pull it up. Um, I have Marvin Lewis up here somewhere, but it makes me unhappy looking at him. So, <laughs> <laughs> this makes they, they they were seven and nine. Okay, it's not like they, but they were like a not good seven and nine. I feel like. Um, yeah, they're twenty second and like point differential, but um, I'm I'm more I'm higher on the Bengals I think this year. Yeah, a little I, more. I, think no, I just think they'll seven, bounce back. As opposed to seven and nine. But. Yeah, I, I I think Mixon will be a big part of that. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'll look at this. I'll pull up Mixon's college stuff, but um, yeah. So RB RB twenty two is about where I have him based on how I'm standing him out on how you know the Bengals have operated since Gio Bernard's been there. Um. So, like I said, it seems low end, but it's also like the the it's been really really consistent with how the Bengals have used running backs since Gio Bernard's been there, especially rushing percentage. Like it's been like ex- right around fifty five percent of the carries, um, and the the receiving the receiving's where it's varied a lot. Um, you know, Gio's first year he got like ninety percent of the running back catches. Um, after that, it's been more around 55, 60. Um, so I, I assume Gio will get about 60% of the running back catches. That's That seems pretty accurate. I've got um, – what do I have uh, Mixon getting? I have him getting – let me find where I put it. I've got him getting 
probably right around the same as last year, probably like 35%-ish of them. I mean, it's pretty much going to be him and Gio. Like I said, it's, oh, it's pretty much always two guys for them. So, yeah. What, what, what are your takes on that? How do you feel about Mixon? I like him. I like him a lot, actually. But... I'm trying to. Th- I'm like looking at where he's being drafted. And I'm kind of trying to think of like, would I take him above so and so? Yeah. So his um, ADP, they've got him at. Um, like I would take him over Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. They've got him going right around Jarek McKinnon, Kenyon Drake, kind of in that next tier, um, with kind of. I'd you take know, him over Kenyon Drake too, but that's yeah. just because you know that's me. I'm not going to take a Dolphins running back. Oh yeah, I don't blame you. The Dolphins are going to be, <laughs> blank, so. I think the Bengals could be like the surprise AFC North team to actually mm-hmm. do okay. I really don't like. I don't think they're going to be that bad. Yeah, right now, yeah, Joe Mixon's going drafted like RB fifteen, sixteen. So, like based on my projection, that's high. But I feel like it's not terrible, just because like I think. Here's the like actually. He's kind of being drafted closer to his, like, not his ceiling. I think his ceiling is, like, RB12, but, like, about, but, like, I don't know. Like, RB15 seems pretty close to his ceiling, if I'm being real. And I don't like drafting players at their ceiling. Yeah. So, like, if I can get Mixon at RB22, like, I will take him. But... You wouldn't take him at RB15. I don't know. Okay, so I'm looking at the guys going after him in average draft position. Um, you know, normal or PPR. Um, and I would see, so let's see, Jarrett McKinnon. Um, if it's PPR, I would maybe consider him over him. Derrick Henry. See, Derrick Henry and McKinnon, based on format, and Geis even, are all close to him. So actually... I, 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 I'm statting him out based on averages of previous seasons to be RB22, but, like, there aren't 22, like, there aren't 21 RBs that take over him. So I guess I should pull back on that a bit. Hmm. Um, like, like, so the way I'm doing, like, these finishes are, like I said, I'm looking at where he would have been in past years based on his current stats. Because, like, there are guys who I'm not accounting for that will come up higher. That happens every single year with running backs. We know that. Right. Um, and there are guys who are above him who will drop. So, I mean, yeah, I guess RB15 seems pretty accurate because, like, the guys that, like, anybody else after him, I can't really, like, say for sure I'd take him over. And, like, the guys ahead of him are all pretty firm. Like, I would take ahead of him. So, eh, yeah, 15, 16 seems accurate for I'd take him. I guess I guess I just wouldn't take a running back there is what would happen. Um, like, Would you take him before Jordan Howard? That's pretty even for me um, okay i think jordan howard would be fine this year like dynasty obviously i'm thinking mixing ahead of howard but like redraft it's pretty close um because <sighs> mm. i mean jordan howard is probably still get volume too even though Trey i think i matches. would personally but that's the highest uh-huh. i would take him yeah i wouldn't take him over mccaffrey or anyone else so, I mean, okay, if you draft a guy at RB16 and he finishes RB21, that's still RB2. It's not quite as high as you want it, but it's still not bad. It's still just a couple spots off, so it's not like a terrible investment. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there is a better chance that I'm totally wrong with Tariq Cohen. Like, I could say, oh, yeah, draft him as, you know, RB24, and he could do the same thing he did last year, for all I know. But, because you're spending a, what, third-round pick on Mixon, a fourth-round pick on Mixon? Right. can pull up overall, but, like, See, where's Mixon at on here? Yeah, you're spending a like pretty much a late third, early fourth on Mixon. Um, and I think getting, you know, yeah, that seems right. Get it, getting a an RB2, you know, regardless of where in the RB2 range in at you know the if like if you're if you're the 12 spot and you've gotten a receiver and a running back in the first two picks and you grab another receiver running back, grabbing like you know Mixon and Allen Robinson is not like a bad option. So, yeah, I guess that I am. If Mixon's my RB two, I'm pretty happy. But yes, yeah, it's I'd just agree. a matter of like who's available there. Like based on where I'm statting him and based on where he's going on running backs, the odds are I'll take a receiver instead of a running back where he's at. Because right now, like Amari Cooper and Larry Fitzgerald are around the same ADP, and I would take those guys over Joe Mixon for sure, without a doubt. So, yes. Also, yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, like, if you like, if you go wide receiver, wide receiver, like right away, and you need running back, like go for Mixon. But because um, there's just a chance that Joe Mixon just does some crazy shit. Yeah, like he's, he's got high upside. He's really good, and he dropped because you no, know, he hit he hit that girl. And like, if you look at the video, like, she, I don't want to get I don't want to get too into it. Like, right? She hit him first, right? If I recall correctly. I don't. Uh, there might be more than one <laughs> video. I don't know. God, I hope not. Because there was a video. They were in like a subway or something, and the girl like smacked him and pushed and, him, and then he hit her. I think. Yeah. Does yeah, that sound right? Yeah, that's right. I can look just to be sure, but either way, he hit her. Bad, bad choice, Joe Mixon. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So that that's why he fell in the draft. Like back on topic here. Um. Like, I'm not trying to defend what he did. He shouldn't have hit her. He should have just walked away. But Yeah, definitely see, this, not going to condone any of that domestic. See, this this is why I like Juju because I see his Instagram and he, whenever he's out in the club, he doesn't drink as far as I'm aware. And he always like he always like has food with him like in the club and he's like chilling. And he's like, oh, he's like, I wish I were home playing Fortnite. Like, right. <laughs> like they talk about these guys playing a lot of video games. Obviously, Paxton Lynch is like whatever, but like. You'll see yeah. these guys, like, you know, Darius Guys and Juju, like, they stream video games all the time. But, like, I would rather my running back or my player in general be, I'd rather him be at home playing video games on a Saturday night than going out, getting a situation where he, there's a video of him hitting a woman. Like, Goddamn right. Yeah. I mean, like, shit. At least he's working on coordination. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, you know, Paxton Lynch, you know, I, I, he, that, he's just a bust regardless of if he was addicted to his Xbox or not. That's the story that's been going around. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so Joe, Joe Mixon fell in the draft because of the off-the-field issues, you know, like, not getting into that much. But, like, his ceiling is super high, and he's good at a lot of stuff. Like, he's a very complete running back. So, if he, like I said, if, as long as he's, as long as the off-the-field issues are behind him and, you know, he gets a chance, he can pop off. So, I really hope so. I'd hate to see him be, like, Alden Smith or something. I don't think it's that bad just because, like, 
With, with, I, I would hope not. I really hope not. Without Adam Smith, like, there were multiple very obvious flags with him. Like, everyone knew he was a full-on shithead. Like, same same with Ruben Foster, like, <laughs> even. Which is, except we discussed that briefly last time. But anyway, right. Mixon, uh, jury's out on if he's a shithead or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so. Potential shithead. Yeah, like I said, I think around RB21-22 is where a, a plausible finish is. But like I said, that's probably low end. So I think RB16-15 is probably a good spot for him being drafted. Want to think about it. Back on topic now. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, more of the story. Uh, keep yourself in good situations and don't don't hit don't hit don't hit people in general. Yeah. But especially if you do, don't hit women. That's yeah. Especially if you're like a freak athlete who yeah. Out, like if you're like, like real real if you're a real uh, big strong guy that can. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's not. It's fucking ridiculous. He's dumbasses. Anyway. Um. Right. Yeah. Hopefully so, that is behind. Yeah, and you want to give them the benefit of the doubt and hope it is. Like, uh, uh, mo- most of these guys clean up their hacks. Like, if we're being honest, like, you 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 hear about these guys getting in trouble, but like, some of it's the same guys, or you know, even if it's however many guys, even if it's like twenty guys a year, I don't know if that's accurate or not. There's still how but how many other NFL players like. Yeah, yeah. I like guess it's 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 the same percentage would be anywhere else. You just hear more about it and they get more scrutiny because you know the NFL part. No, you're right. But it's... I mean, deservedly so. Like they're in a, a high profile situation. All right. So um, yeah, I just cut out where I was talking and farting at the same time. Um, so <laughs> yeah, most of the, like most of these guys like manage to start staying out of trouble, but like some of them don't. But anyway, um. Oh yeah, speaking of guys getting in trouble, didn't one of these Green Bay running backs that we're going to talk about get in trouble kind of recently? Possibly. I want to think. Was it Aaron Jones? I don't want to say the wrong guy because that'd be really bad if I got on the wrong guy for not staying off the weed. <laughs> but um, the weed. Uh. The weed. Uh. Yeah, I've got it on one of these tabs. I've got open. I've got like a billion tabs open. Um. Yeah. So. Packers running backs. Um, this isn't going to be as you know deeply statistical. Um, there'll be some, but um, there's Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones. Um, I think the consensus is Ty Montgomery's not. Here's the <laughs> the tire. The consensus is it's going to be Williams and or Jones and not Montgomery, and he'll play some receiver. But while while it was Aaron Rodgers and Ty Montgomery was healthy, like. That was a very good connection. So I'm not going to fully discount him. Like, yep. There's a chance like Ty Montgomery has some good games. But um, if I'm banking on long-term or, you know, just something that makes more sense, which is, you know, kind of tough with the NFL, um, I'm going to try to pick between Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones. Um, where are you leaning on this one? I like Ty Montgomery. Weirdly enough, I know. Of the three, or just like you? Of the three. <laughs> just be like, I feel like Jamal Williams really got a lot of attention from Brett Hundley. And when Aaron Rodgers is back in, he, he's going to go to uh, Montgomery. Now, I initially was very much like, okay, Montgomery's going back to wide receiver. They don't need him now. But I've been looking it up, and so far, everything is saying that. 
Montgomery is going to stay as the running back. So mm-hmm. I feel like he'll be the first down guy. I don't know. Yeah. I want him to go back to wide receiver. I don't think they need him to play running back anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so look, so what I'm, I'm pulling up the snap counts from um, last year. So last year, Ty Montgomery, the first three games when he was healthy, it was all him. Um, right. Aaron Jones was also hurt. Um, I've been pretty much right until Ty Montgomery got hurt. So Aaron Jones got the first look um, before Jamal Williams did. Week four, um, he got you know, more snaps. And then week five, six, seven, he got a, a lot of snaps. And Ty Montgomery got some as well. Um, but even when Ty Montgomery came back, you know, sort of healthy, Aaron Jones was still the guy. Um, and then it kind of switched back after the bye. Then Montgomery got hurt again. And that was that. Um, and Aaron Jones was also hurt later on. And so it was all Jamal Williams. And um, it's kind of hard to get a gauge on just because these guys weren't really healthy all at the same time. So I don't really know what to make of it. Um, I think she, actually, I think Jamal Williams was healthy, but he just didn't get snaps because Montgomery and Aaron Jones were there. So, like, but Aaron Jones was who they looked to first. And then. You know, they get Jamal Williams got the look, but even when Aaron Jones came back later on, Jamal Williams kept going. Um, right. So that's that's where I like I'm torn. Williams more than Jones. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough because they drafted Jamal Williams around earlier last year, so that that's part of it. So he's got the draft capital by around, and it's also a year later. So honestly, doesn't really matter that much. Um, let's see, last year um, he was more efficient. Um, Williams had 3.6 yards per carry. Aaron Jones had 5.5 yards per carry. Big difference. Um, however, um, the receiving was way skewed in Jamal Williams' favor in that in that category. Um, of course, Tom Montgomery was, you know, he, he's a really good receiver running back That's because he was a fucking receiver. So right. that's part of it. But, um... If, I, if I'm picking one of these guys... I, oh, I, I don't want any of them. Let's start there. <laughs> I don't want any of them at all. Like, how how effective is the Green Bay running game going to be this year? Like, what have they done to make me think that it's going to be any better remotely? Like, Rodgers is back. That's literally it. Yeah, but even then, like... It's not Jimmy Graham's amazing blocking abilities. Like, they still don't, like, run the ball that much. Like... And they don't often just use a feature back either. Like, that's not their thing. Even when no, Eddie Lacy was there, James Stark got the ball a lot. Like, yeah, they mix it up always. Yeah, like, there was, like, one or two years where Eddie Lacy was, you know, kind of the main guy. But the, it's same with the Lions. Like, it's a similar boat. Like, it's not like they're a stellar rushing team. Like, and in the red zone, you Aaron, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers' time. Like, I don't – Yeah. I don't know what else to like. It's not like I want any of these guys, but like if you're making me choose, then like I mean if I had to pick one, see where are these guys getting drafted? Let me let me figure that out. That might help too. Uh, personally, I'm with Ty Montgomery on it. I like, I don't, like. I can understand not wanting him. I just think regardless, he'll be on the field somehow. They do like him as a player. So, Ty Montgomery's going around like RB fifty. Um, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is like RB35. Uh, 
Williams is eight. That's at least here. So Ty Montgomery is going later. So going they, very late. Yeah, Ty Montgomery is going after the other ones. Um, yeah, RBC RB forty five here. Williams RB thirty six. Aaron Jones going around. Um, yeah. So anyway, I would probably go Montgomery just because he's the last one off the board, and he and Aaron Rodgers have a connection. That's like the the most of it. But like, because like yeah, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams they seem to be going around the same spot. Um, based on if it's standard or PPR, I think Williams is going. Actually, no, yeah, yeah, they're about they're going similar spots. Jones and Williams are, and then it's Tom Montgomery maybe later. So, uh, not a ton later, but yeah, like I said, I would, I would just pick the last one off the board if I have to pick one. Um, Aaron Jones had such a good start. He did, and like he was the most efficient guy for sure. I mean, that's, and that's without a doubt. But they both ended up playing so. God, it's so. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean Jamal Williams Flip was off the freaking coin. Yeah, Jamal Williams got the most snaps because he was healthy the most. That's a big thing. That's part of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they took him around earlier, so they, they, as of as of one calendar year ago, thought he was better. Um. <laughs> I know some people thought Aaron Jones was the better back, like um, coming in. So maybe they'll change their minds, but I mean, it's, they're close regardless. Shoot, I don't even know who I like. If, if I'm uh, picking, honestly. if I'm picking between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, I'm picking Jamal Williams. I'm gonna go there on that. Um, okay. He's, I mean, like he, I think he's a better receiving back, probably. I mean could be totally fucking wrong and not know what I'm saying but um <laughs> actually no fuck, no okay I, I, I'm looking at the receptions and Williams got more receptions but obviously he played more Iron Joe's is a good pass catcher too never mind I was like I mix these guys up so much because I don't give a shit about either of them but um it's really like who is gonna pass block the best and I think that's probably where Montgomery's gonna shine I would imagine but I don't know I'm, yeah, cause I'm torn. <laughs> In, like, a um, bad way. Yeah, me, like, it's to the point where I'm like, I just would avoid it altogether. Preferably none. Um, Tom Montgomery's probably going to be the last, so I guess him. If I'm choosing between the other two, I'm going to Mount Williams just because um, I think it'll just, I think he will get more looks. But I, I, that's not confident, though. Right. There's zero confidence in that at all. <laughs> so. It's like... It could be either Jones or Williams. That's why I kind of like Montgomery, just because I feel like he'll still get attention. I just don't know if which one of the second-year guys will. Yeah, but like, like if we're looking realistically, they've got three viable guys, mm-hmm. and when that's been the case, they haven't used a feature guy. So, yeah, I'm letting that's the case, and avoiding them in general. So. <laughs> um, so Green Bay guys, meh, don't meh. I'm saying stay away because Rogers kinda, is fine though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean Rogers will vulture running touchdowns too. Jimmy Graham's there, like Devontae Adams is a touchdown machine. Like Randall Cosgrove can do something. Like I don't know how many touchdowns these running backs are gonna get. That's an issue too. Like it's gonna be good offense, but Aaron Rodgers passes for touchdowns a lot. <laughs> Like, yeah. the sky is also blue in the meanwhile. 
And water is still wet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Green Bay guys, I'm saying avoid based on the indecision last year. Um, the fact that there's three viable options, the fact that one that's like when there's been more than one viable option, and even when it's been an, just another like okay option, Green Bay doesn't really feature a guy. So, yeah, that's where so I'm at on it. <laughs> yeah, preferably nobody. Preferably nobody. Yeah, let's well, see. I can look at Mike McCarthy. How have his rushing offense has been? Um, yeah, the last two years they've been. 27th and 29th in attempts also fun fact um they are um they were pretty high in yards per attempt which is kind of funny but um hmm. that, that could be because of hunley running the ball you know <laughs> i don't have that separated off in a running back so anyway yeah that's that's that on the running backs um the the, the green bay one is really more just talking about how to avoid them um <laughs> But hopefully, I mean, the, I think the Tariq Cohen, Kareem Hunt, and Mixon breakdowns are probably helpful. Um, yeah. You know, giving just like, you know, firm data on them and looking at how the coaches use their running backs and, and hoping that Nagy can maybe put, kind of put some of Reed stuff onto him. So far, I like him. Mm-hmm. Don't know much about it. Haven't seen him in action yet, but so far, I like him. Yeah, I mean, the Bears, are like, the Bears offense will do more than it did last year. I feel like that's a very easy thing to say <laughs> like like literally like he passed the ball what seven or eight times in one game like single digit pass attempts in a game for yeah so that's that's uh, that's all i need to point at i think right that's i'm, yeah. I'm done <laughs> yep you're it's over <laughs> and like like i'll let you come and like i'm looking at like the point. chicago offense there's going to be more overall opportunities there's not going to be as many jordan howard jordan howard jordan howard three and out like Ugh. that happened a lot <laughs> a lot yeah, like way too much. Or like Jordan, jo- Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard incompletion to some shitty wide receiver, like, <laughs> or like, almost touchdown. Just kidding. Zach Miller broke his fucking leg in half. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's st- like, I he still basically held on to it too. That's impressive. Anyway, but he kept his leg, so that's good. Um, uh, he kept the Zach Miller can keep his leg, but John Fox can't keep his job. That's uh, <laughs> that's something. So, um, yeah, anyway, that's the, um, that's our running back dive. We'll be doing, um, dives on other positions in general, kind of take, well, I think we'll do some more would you rathers on every position, um, and do some really deep, um, looks deep. at, yeah, deep, <laughs> deep, deep dives, real deep, um, on deep. some of these other guys. Um, yeah, they're, they're so deep that, you know, they, they understand Jimmy Fallon. Um, being funny. <laughs> God, he's not funny. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be you know as deep as um, that deep that, that that album that your friend in Nashville told you about from this band that you never heard of. Um, that's how deep it's gonna be. Um, it's gonna be as deep as um, Adele rolling in it. <laughs> what 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 are some other deep things? Um, I think John, John's Gruden love for the word grinder. That's pretty deep. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, what's what, something not deep? It's going to be the opposite of how – it's going to be the opposite <laughs> of um, Shanahan's and Gruden's love for RG3. Mm. Yeah, that was not deep. That was very shallow. Um, or Jeff Fisher's for Vince Young. 
<laughs> Man, I feel That's so bad for Vince Young. It's like a what could have been. I don't feel bad. It's going to be as Young. deep as Vince Young's love for the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> No, that's a deep love right yeah. there. Can't make that kind of deep love up, baby. That's a lot of money spent there. Anyway, so yep, there's our uh, <laughs> running back deep dive episode. Um, what do what do we want to hit next? Do you want to do receivers next? I think receivers. Yeah, it's a natural progression. I think we'll do receivers and quarterbacks, tight ends probably. Um, the tight end will be interesting given uh, how shitty tight end has been lately. But um, <laughs> yeah, we'll go. Yeah, we'll, but I'm ready. Really I'm ready to go. Here. Deep into these tight ends. Oh, yeah. Extra deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Extra deep. Anyway, that is this, <laughs> this episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. And, um, yeah, catch us next time. Thanks again. I don't know.